You're listening to Preaching Source, a ministry of Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary's School of Preaching. I'm your host, Professor Barry McCarty. Our guest on Preaching Source today is one of my favorite young Southern Baptist leaders. He's Jordan Eastley, senior pastor of First Baptist Church in Cleveland, Tennessee. And uh, already he's served in a number of ministerial and denominational leadership positions and has authored the book Life Change. His second book, Resuscitating Evangelism, is due to be released early in 2020. Uh, Jordan, we are delighted to have you with us on Preaching Source today. Thanks, Barry. I appreciate it, man. It's always a joy and a privilege to be with you, man. Now, we're going to be talking about uh, preaching in a new church. So let's begin by asking, uh, what are the unique challenges that you've found come with preaching in a new church? I think one of the biggest challenges right off the bat is, um, man, when you stand up there, they have no idea who you are. I mean, they just don't know you. They don't know your heart. They don't know your passion. They don't know your vision. Um, and really in that first season, I, th- I think you're establishing your identity as a shepherd. You're letting them know, this is who I am. This is what I believe. This is what I'm all about. And um, I-, I think it's important uh, to establish that from the very beginning. How, how do those challenges affect the, the task of preaching each week? Well, I, I think that um, just being, being new is, is something that requires a lot of extra time. Uh, and so just being the new guy, I think it's important to prioritize enough time to prepare and to pray and to get ready to preach um, because just the connecting with people and all of the things that are required in a new season of ministry, I think those are things that are great and necessary, but they're also things that pull away from the primary role, uh, and that is preaching the Word of God. And so uh, scheduling that, being intentional with scheduling it, making sure that your family understands that this new season may require a little bit of extra time and attention. I think all those are really important in, uh, in getting started in that new role. Do you, you have any ideas that might be keys to, to how a, uh, a pastor in a new church can, can more easily get comfortable with, uh, with his new people in the pulpit? I think the best way to get comfortable uh, is to connect. I, I think you got to connect with your people. you got to connect with, with everybody, with not just your leaders, but, I mean, just your people. Uh, one of the ways that we did that not too long ago in transitioning to First Baptist Cleveland was my wife and I just said, man, we want to get to know the people as fast as we can. And, and so what we did was we asked 20 leaders in the church to host a prayer and listening session in their house. And what that looked like was this. I mean, we just showed up, but they did all the work. They, they provided dessert and coffee. They invited 10 other couples to their home that wanted to have a chance to meet the new pastor and his wife. And so uh, we did 20 of those in in 10 weeks, and so we did them on Tuesday and Thursday nights, and uh, and let me tell you, those are probably the best thing that we did in our first season in just connecting with people, because we we would sit in a circle with, I mean, you got to understand, there's 22 people in the room other than my wife and I, and I, I would open up and say, I'm just going to ask you four questions. Number one, who are you? Number two, uh, what brought you to First Baptist? Number three, what kept you at First Baptist all these years? And number four, what is one thing that you are praying and asking God uh, God for? And, and what's one thing you're praying that God would do in our next season of ministry together? And so they went around the circle, and one after another, they would share their story, and they would share what they were praying about and what they were expecting God for in this next season. And then we would have the opportunity with 11 couples at a time 
uh, to sit in a circle and to hold hands and to pray and to beg God uh, for revival and for salvation and for disciples that were not walking with Jesus and restoration in marriage. And so we're praying with these people. And, uh, and you got to understand, in our first 10 weeks, we did that with over 400 people in our church, in homes. And so um, when, when I say, how can a preacher become more comfortable with his new weekly audience, I believe one way to do that is, is connecting with them personally, but also connecting them, with them in prayer as a shepherd. And for us, that was just, it was, it was like a launching into a new ministry where now all of a sudden you're not just the guy on the stage, uh, but you're the guy in their life. And uh, being able to connect with them personally has made a huge difference. Not just a guy on the stage, but a guy in their life. I like that. Uh, Jordan, that sounds like a, a great idea for a, a new pastor. I, Boy, I, I can think of a, a number of churches and pastors that might be struggling a little bit in their relationship that that might help somebody who's been there for a while and maybe has a disconnect. You're right. I think it's always important to connect. If you've been there for five minutes or five years, but I'll tell you, it, it is more beneficial, in my opinion, as the new guy, because everything's fresh. You have 11 couples in the room, and they don't have a laundry list of things that they want to complain about and tell you about. I mean, you're focused on the main thing. You're focused on what God has done in your life, what you're begging God to do in the future, and how we can pray and connect. And so if, if, you're, if you're in a church and you've been there for a long time, I would still encourage you to do that because connecting with your people is always going to be a good thing. But I would just set the ground rules before you get rolling to say, listen, we're not talking politics. We're not talking church. We're not here. As, this is not a workshop. This is a time to connect around the Word of God and praying to God and asking Him for something great in the future. Jordan, you uh, have a deep commitment to, to good, deep expository preaching. When a new pastor comes in who's committed to text-driven or expository preaching, and let's say that the previous pastor had a different philosophy of preaching, how, how do you bridge that, that uh, gap uh, well? That's a great question, and I'll be honest with you, Barry. I've never, I've never had to experience that personally. I've, I followed some, some great men and some great teachers and preachers, some guys that maybe were bent a little bit differently in the area of like personal evangelism or this or that. But I will say that I've, I've followed some great guys and some great preachers. But here's what I'd say to that. Just preach the text and let the chips fall where they may. Just preach the text. That, that's At the end of the day, we have to be faithful to preach the word and rightly divide the truth, no matter what the guy prior to us may have done. Right, and so that's the way I look at that, man. Who who cares at the end of the day? Who cares what he preached? It's all about what I'm going to preach, and I just know that my responsibility as a teacher, preacher of God's word, a shepherd of His flock, is to is to preach the word of God and uh, and to do it uh, in the best way that I know how. So that's what I think. If uh, if a pastor is uh, getting to the place where he feels like his his preaching style is not connecting with people. How, how do you adjust that without, uh, you know, abandoning your convictions about expository preaching? Well, going back to what, what we just talked about, you got to preach the text, but I will also say that I think it's important that you know your audience. Uh, I think if you're going to be a great communicator, an effective communicator of God's Word, you have to know the people that you're talking to. Uh, and that's why it's so important to be among the people. you got to be in their homes. you got to be praying with them. you got to be praying for them. Uh, and you got to know the culture in which you are now a part of. 
You know, I think about Acts 17. Uh, Paul knew the culture that he was in, and it was a great benefit to him. If you go back and read the text, you'll see, you know, he was in Athens. He was speaking to the people, and the text says, and he looked carefully at the objects of worship he found there. And so when he looked carefully, it allowed him to connect with that culture in a more effective way. I mean, just think about it. If he was just oblivious to the culture that he was in. I believe as pastors, we need to do the same thing in our own context. We, we need to look carefully at where God has us planted. <clears throat> and I, I think when you do that, you'll see the idols you need to address, and you'll see the pain in your people, and you'll see the opportunities in ministry, and you'll see lost people that need Jesus. And I believe all of that begins uh, with looking carefully and knowing the people that you're preaching to each week. Jordan, do you think there are particular books of the Bible that would be especially good for a new pastor to begin preaching through early in his ministry? You know, as soon as I say one, I'm going to think of another because they're all so good. I mean, yesterday I started uh, a new a new study of the book of Malachi. Uh, that That's not what I would recommend for your first series, but I, I mean, reading that yesterday, I'm like, man, this is so good. Every book is great. Um, but but I intentionally launched with um, a study of the book of Acts. I just look at the book of Acts as something that's so foundational for the church. You know, in this book, we see the Father, we see the Son, we see the Holy Spirit, we see the ascension and miracles and the church established and mobilized. You see revival. You see what it looks like to live on mission. You see persecution. You see growth and making disciples and giving and serving and walking by faith. I mean, it's got everything that you want to address. You know, for me, uh, I moved to Cleveland, Tennessee, which is, it is the hub for the Church of God. And so in our culture, knowing your culture, looking and seeing what you're walking into, there's a lot of question marks when it comes to the Holy Spirit. There's a lot of people that wonder, you know, what do the Baptists believe about the Holy Spirit? And so, obviously, doing a study of the book of Acts to, to begin my ministry in Cleveland, it allowed me to unpack what that looks like when the Holy Spirit fell, and uh, speaking in tongues. You know, what is it talking about? You know, is it uh, other known languages? I mean, is there, I mean, what are we going to do here? And so it allowed me to unpack the text in a way uh, where I knew that it was, it, was, it was going to communicate something that needed to be communicated in that first season of ministry. And I feel like being willing to address some of those things in that first season, you know, I think it went a long way with our people. They, they saw that we weren't going to shy away from addressing some of the hot topics in our culture, but we were willing to address it and look, at see, look and see what the Word of God really does say about it. So, Jordan, you've, uh, the Lord's blessed you uh, with, with doing uh, well, uh, off to a good start in, in new ministry. Uh, do you have a word of encouragement for the pa- other pastors who might be out there, might be in a new ministry, and with all of the, uh, you know, uh, uh, eagerness and excitement, but also anxiety of, of wanting to start well, what, what's a word of encouragement for them? Well, I would just say this. The, w- the word of encouragement is be encouraged, because you're going to have every reason in the world to be discouraged. Uh, starting a new ministry is not easy. It's not an easy thing. And a lot of times, six months in, a year in, two years in, a guy may be shaking his head saying, man, what in the world am I doing here? But I I would just encourage somebody by saying this, listen, if God truly called you, then God will surely equip you. Uh, He will be faithful to you uh, in the ups and the downs, and we just need to be reminded of that. You got to remember your calling. You have to remember that you didn't sign up for something that was necessarily easy. Christianity has never been easy. It will never be easy, not if we're doing it right. 
And so I think that that's a word of encouragement that all of us need need to hear. Because here's the thing. We get on social media, and we're looking at somebody else's highlight reel, and we think, man, it's so easy for that guy, or it's so easy at that church. But the truth is, the highlight reel isn't the full story. Every guy, every ministry has has difficult seasons. And if you find yourself in a difficult season, it's good to be reminded of your call and to remember, if God called me, He'll equip me, and He'll be faithful to go with me and before me. Uh, even today. And so I don't know where that hits hits anybody today, but but hopefully it'll be an encouragement to someone. We've been talking about preaching in a new church today on Preaching Source with uh, Jordan Easley, senior pastor of First Baptist Church in Cleveland, Tennessee. Jordan, thank you so much for being with us. Absolutely, Barry. It's my, pr- my pleasure.